0: Welcome to Crush Fictionally. It's Michelle Veray. And with me, as always, is Kimberly Trung. And we have a question for everybody here. What factors make a bachelor the most appealing? Like if you could build your ideal bachelor, what are the things that you build would build a bachelor on your list? build a bachelor. It's like build a bear.
1: Oh,
2: I wish. For uh, can you imagine? Wow. Build your bachelor. That's
1: so interesting. I feel like the public like like the obvious answer would be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Rich. Uh, (laughs) Yes, but if you're asking me personally, it would be kind and also maybe yes. rich i don't know <laughs> rich
2: is rich not you know I, you know we don't need to yeah exactly it doesn't you know like good rich like um like not obscene rich right like mm-hmm. new money yeah new money it yeah, new money. Be, it's,
3: and i think that this kind of plays into like the background story too like hi, like pull your bootstraps up and like come yeah. from nothing mm-hmm. kind of rich that's the man
2: i want that's yeah. the rich yeah. i want who's like exactly. i had nothing and now i'm worth Five million. That seems reasonable.
3: <laughs> yeah, that I just seems came like, up with that. an attainable risk. He's like a millionaire, <laughs> yeah. but he's not
2: a billionaire. He's comfortable, but
0: yeah, he's not a billionaire with a point that his ego has like gotten right. away from him. Right. He can
3: yeah. afford he, a house send, in LA. Yeah. He can <laughs> send all of his kids to college. But like he doesn't have like a private plane. You no, know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you know what? He and that's the way he wants it. He mm-hmm. still would fly with the people. That's the kind mm-hmm. of bachelor I want. So, yeah, rich, I think, <laughs> rich, <laughs> rich, reasonably rich, I think is on the list. I also think that, like, he's got to have a swag about him, mm-hmm. right? He's got to mm-hmm. have this, like, confidence, but that, not cocky, right? He's got to be, you know, like, you're, you're like, He's if for whatever reason we were out in public and there was like a confrontation that happened, he wouldn't be afraid to speak up like he's right. not going
0: to he's not going to like, you know, go punch in the guy. but he's not like, going to be- start a fight, but he's got to like right. be able
2: to stand up for himself and wow. stand up for
0: you, too. Right. Like, I think for sure that's a big thing. Yeah.
2: And realizes when you are ready to stand up for yourself, too. Right. Where he's like, oh, you know what? I don't need to speak up for her. She's got this.
0: Yeah, like, lets his partner shine, for sure. Yeah. And I right. think goes back to, like, if he's a pull yourself up from your bootstraps, kind of, like, m- like, made man, right? Then he knows how to recognize the strength in other people. So, like, if you yeah. were his significant other, he was like, yeah, she's got this. And he's not intimidated by it.
1: Mm, yeah. I love that. I'm getting so excited <laughs> to talk about my crap. I feel like... Yes. I know.
0: I feel like the crush the, <laughs> the crush that I'm going to tell you guys about has a lot of these
1: things. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't Maybe wait. Maybe not the 5 I, I million. I think
3: in the, in the vein of like confident, not cocky, I would also say like intelligent, but not pretentious. The, like, yes. You know, you see a lot of bachelors like, oh, I'm like a Harvard man and they're really annoying about it. But it's not like you're <laughs> smart and you read. But you're not, like, there's no pretension
2: attached
1: to you. <laughs> Operates right. from a place of curiosity. Like, rather yes. than yeah, know-it-all. Yes, that's good.
2: Mm. Yes. I, ooh, girl, know-it-alls. I hate know-it-alls. I oh, yeah, hate them. I 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 hate them. Like, I think that's probably my biggest pet peeve is someone who's like, first of all, the, funny enough, a know-it-all usually doesn't know shit. <laughs> and then second of all... <laughs> With know-it-alls, the funniest part is that you can never, they can never be corrected. Mm -hmm. Even though they are totally wrong, they can never be corrected. It's like, okay, I corrected you on this thing that you said was a fact. It's actually not. And then they just move on as if somehow like, and it's like, okay, you can't even admit that you were wrong with this one like really basic factoid um yeah can't have no know-it-alls can't have no know-it-alls
1: truly it reveals that they're more stubborn than intelligent when that's Mm -hmm. what they Mm -hmm. present to people Mm -hmm. and that's not a good partner
2: no no i uh i truly can't deal with people like i'm in my 30s now and my patience is just like it's it's both angelic it's both saintly and both at at wit's end. Do you know what I mean? I can't explain it. Like my patients, sometimes I have the greatest patience, and sometimes I'm like, I can't with your ass. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing that I can't get over is when you are working with grown ass people or you're, you know, whatever, you're in a relationship or a friendship with a grown ass person and they can't just admit when they're wrong. That is something that really just drives me nuts because I will like, if someone corrects me, I'll be like, Oh, my bad. Sorry about that. Like I literally, it's not a big deal. I don't lose sleep about it, but some people it's like gut wrenching to admit when they are wrong for something that is so not a big deal. Um, so that's a huge pet peeve for me. Another thing I'm going to put on the old build the bachelor, build your own bachelor, uh, teddy bear, I suppose that we're building (laughs) is, um, I love a person who can be funny, who can yeah. laugh about things and make me laugh. Um, I feel like, so there is a show, guys, on, uh, called First Dates, and it's a British show. Tell me if you've seen it. Guys, I you got to watch it. it. Oh, my God, you'll love it. It's on HBO Max. It's called First Dates. I think it's called First Dates UK, technically on HBO Max, but it's a UK I think show. they did like a US version, but I don't think it went very far. Oh, you no, don't watch it. If there is a U.S. version, it's probably terrible. The British version (laughs) is so good. It's a restaurant where the entire restaurant is just full of people on blind dates. Oh!
3: Oh. Yes! Do you have to guess who your blind date is, or do you know at least what table
2: you're sitting at? No, so uh, you you arrive as if you were there for a normal date. You check in with the uh maître d and you're like, "Hi, I'm Kim. I'm here for my blind date." They don't tell you who it is. Um and then you walk in and like they're very good at staggering. Like they don't do it like in crowds, right? Where like five people show up. So like it's like one by one and this person walks in. They may go get a drink at the bar. Like the rest, the people who work at the restaurant know how to make conversation to like get you to to be all comfortable because the people are you know clearly nervous because for well they're on a blind date and they're on tv so like it's many um nerve-wracking things in one but um this woman (laughs) on this episode i watched yesterday she was like i want a guy who's Strong, but not too strong Smart, but not too smart Like she literally was <laughs> like I want this thing, but not too Like it, Like she was like a walking contradiction And it was very funny to watch And I'm laughing because I'm like Oh, is that what we're doing right now? We're like we, like, we want him rich, of us but not like, too rich <laughs> We
0: want him to be confident, but not too confident We <laughs> want, want him to have right. swag, but not too much swag <laughs> You want
3: you the you balance, the right.
0: right? It's
3: the perfect balance of everything Because you're right He needs to be funny. He has to have a sense of humor, but he can't be so funny that he has to be class clown. Everyone is laughing at him. Like, he can't be said you need like it is perfect balance of all of
2: it <laughs> it's <true. laughs> exactly it was very funny to witness this woman because she was like i want this but i you know not too much of it like it was very funny <laughs> and then in walks what is like i like i thought the ideal man for her and i was like oh my god they're gonna hit it off um and sure enough they did they closed the, the place down like like the, the waitstaff sitting around being like are these two ever gonna leave i guess like they don't kick them out they're just like "Well, wait because they want to get all Footage, it was excellent. Oh my guys. god! I want to say it's together? like, yeah, they left together. Oh, they definitely hit good. it off. Um, so I really love this show. Highly recommend it. First dates you can watch it on HBO Max. It's definitely my like Saturday Sunday morning. Like mm, I'm gonna settle into the day <laughs> and watch this. Um, but yeah, no balance. Uh, and I'm laughing to myself because Michelle is gonna laugh about this, but I mentioned before we started recording that i finally started watching cobra kai y'all i'm so <laughs> proud of myself michelle was so too. right everybody was so right who has lectured me over the past six months about why i need to watch it and last night it's funny that we're talking about balance there is a very um strong uh a they they allude to a scene from The Karate Kid, where Mr. Miyagi tells Daniel San, "Hey, remember that conversation about balance? You have to have that for your entire life." And now I can just see Mr. Miyagi going, "And you have to have that when you're looking for a bachelor. He or would be a, man. a great
0: <laughs> bachelor host, Mr. Miyagi, because <laughs> oh, he would be put up. He would put up with nobody's... Yeah. shenanigans like if guys were acting a fool he'd be like he'd beat them up like Johnny in the original Karate Kid kick to the yeah face. he'd be like get out of here with that knock it. those roses out of the hands oh and then man for the guys that were like uh, you know have some promise he'd give them good advice like what Daniel said when he's like remember balance on the boat you need to have balance in life too and I was like Mr. Miyagi that is true you so I so shit Cried.
1: You are, like, hitting, I think, exactly what The Bachelor host should be. I feel like they shouldn't be these, like, shiny objects that everyone is, like, they shouldn't be taking over the show with their presence. They should act as a real mentor. Mm -hmm. So when people are kind of, you know, at their lowest low, they would go to Mr. Miyagi and they Mm -hmm. would be like, what do I do about this? And he'll say something, the answer is inside of you. Like, he would, like, he would drop some, like crazy like deep advice that would allow you but like but he wouldn't yes. spoon feed it to you you we know, know. He'd, make he you look <laughs> yeah. he'd make you work for it yeah make you work on uh, he'd make and you he'd be like wax
2: on wax off you haven't listened to anything i've said yeah. uh go try again it would be <laughs> and I now think that's that the bachelor i want to watch that is yeah. the bachelor
0: and the Bachelor that i want to watch because i also feel like um we'll talk about I'm sure in a little bit. But I feel like the show has cast, I feel like, some people because they're going to be controversial or, you know, cause some friction with the the other contestants, if you will. And I feel like Mr. Miyagi would be having none of that. Like, even if the show did that, if some girl was coming in and being, like, nasty and petty and catty and, like, bringing out all, like, these worst things just to get her, like, 15 minutes of fame or his, he'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Stand the deck. Go. Go fix the house, like paint the house, get out of here. We don't need that. I feel like, yeah, why, man, what a missed opportunity, ABC. <laughs>
3: yes. I, Yeah. Well, you were kind of hinting at it, Michelle, but you know, obviously there's been a lot of controversy in the Bachelor world and specifically with Chris Harrison as of late. And I feel like in the last couple of years, really – He's kind of like morphed into more of this, probably as the leads have gotten younger and younger into more of this, like what they seeming like they want him to be like a father figure. And it's like, not really what you need, right? Because your father, your parent is going to just want to like, listen to your problems, validate them, support you. You're right. You need somebody, Alex, you were talking about this too, like who's going to just, call you out give it to you yeah. straight like you know what you're being a whiny baby right now <laughs> you're, like that's really what you need in that role to move things along rather than just like
0: validating and like hu- holding. i'm so sorry just you know being that's like, like what mm-hmm, your parent does mm-hmm. you should yeah, you, you should th- express that to other people and the whole time as like viewers were like no you shouldn't. Yeah, so don't, don't don't tell that don't, to anybody. Don't yeah, <laughs> don't tell yeah. <laughs> don't tell that to anybody. I feel like if I was going to add something to the list and I think this is probably what's missing with some of the contestants on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is that like I think the ideal bachelor for me would have a, like a really good sense of self. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that goes a long way. I think if they're we're talking about all these different factors, I think they're you know none of us said handsome, which I think is interesting, like right off the bat, maybe that's just a given.
3: oh my gosh you're right let's wow. just say
0: that he's <laughs> handsome,
3: but I also feel
0: like <laughs> it, it, along with like being able like to if he's curious and and likes to read and do all those things like he has a really good like sense of self and he knows. The kind of woman either that he wants to be around or is like not intimidated by like a successful woman or someone who speaks her mind. So I think a good sense of self would be top of my list for build a bachelor.
1: I love it. I'm inspired. Yeah, mm. I think no, we built is... the perfect
2: man. We really have. <laughs> we've assembled the perfect man. You're welcome. Where are everyone. you? Uh,
3: yeah. Okay. Is he gonna come out of the? <laughs> what do they do a board Like out of the right, right. assembly yeah. line? <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. We put. It, we have to put a heart in him. Yeah. Uh, a little yeah. heart. Take Maybe like stitch our name on his butt. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And then he comes in a nice box. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. This is perfect. Um, Listeners, if you are wondering who these two funny, witty, lovely voices are that have joined us, we are very lucky to have the host of the Trust the Bachelor Process podcast, also on Campfire Media, sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin.
1: Welcome. Thank you guys Thank so much for so having much. us. There's oh, nothing we love real. more than talking about the perfect man. And I say that <laughs> as my sweet boyfriend is three feet away from me. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and he's man. like, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I yeah. definitely have like had an issue. I feel
3: like in the last couple of seasons where I'm like, I informing like major crushes with people on the show and they are, Nothing like my husband. <laughs> That's like, oh boy!
2: Well, wow. well, we got a scoop today, huh? Um, that, Sorry, yeah, no, Sarah's my poor boyfriend's husband. literally in the next room, hearing me talk openly about most eligible bachelors, and that is what we're talking about today. We are talking about the most eligible bachelor fictional characters that we are. I don't know, pining for, in love Mm -hmm. with, maybe just would like to give a rose to, and that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We will find out shortly. So, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. As you know, we are talking the most eligible bachelors today. We are joined by Alex and Sarah Franklin from Trust the Bachelor Process, the podcast all about
0: the bachelor bachelor and and building the best bachelor.
2: Mhm. Building the best passion. man. I wish this was a <laughs> store at the mall that we could go to. Even if it was like a fake pop up, I think this would be hilarious. <laughs> think about how this much money feels- we would make if we did that.
3: Yeah, this definitely feels like we are on the brink of something major. <laughs> With, like whether it's like promotion for the show or like a bit off of like (laughs) I don't know.
1: This feels like something. I honestly see it as like like as an art installation in like downtown L.A. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's a deeper exploration of love uh, and bachelorhood. Um, So I will be the first person to admit that I have stopped watching The Bachelor. Look, I'm going to take you all down memory lane. This is the last Bachelor I watched. Andrew Firestone? Is that his name? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think he was our third Whoa. Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he that was, was prob- the last time.
1: He's probably my favorite Bachelor. <laughs> Interesting. Whoa. Really? really? Because he was really aspirational. Like, he, the Bachelor used to be, like, a sort of an aspirational partner. So, it would be, like, they wouldn't necessarily cast the people from the previous seasons in order for you to sort of be brought along like on their emotional journey whereas like it used to just be like oh my god this man is gonna offer you a life like he was an a firestone heir (laughs) he was also like i mean talking about all we were saying before like hot but not too hot funny (laughs) but not too funny like to me he was the perfect balance but uh, i mean other than he was like Disgustingly rich. I, mean, I, don't, I rich. don't know. What to yeah. he, was didn't, like he didn't. No balance.
2: He doesn't um, strike that balance for. Rich. <laughs> but
1: but was, a little too. Yeah, very oh. watchable. Um. So I think that was a great season to end it on because it's the demise. The demise. Yeah. Disgusting. Like who our picks are.
3: Like it is, uh, its they're getting a lot younger. Like we're talking about having sense of self, like none of the bachelors anymore. have any idea who
0: they are. That, like, I just feel like I, I I'll be honest. I haven't watched the current season just because I think maybe I was scarred from the, the last one, not necessarily scarred. Cause I liked uh, Taisha and I actually, I'll say this. I, I actually really liked all the guys that were there for Claire. Yeah, there were that, and men. then it changed, and and maybe I liked the guys because there was like <laughs> it was like a sliver of like what I've never really seen before, unless I'm forgetting. But there were the guys that were all there to date Claire Crawley, the Bachelorette, and they all seemed to be very, um, I don't know, somewhat mature, or they they seem to be really like. Um, positive then like confident but also like kind to each other like there wasn't yeah. like a lot of mm. like jacking and being rude and i was like i like i remember saying this note it was like these guys are really great i hope they all find love and then it oh. all imploded <laughs> And then they brought in like (laughs) new people, and then there was fighting and arguing, and then it all fell apart. So it was very short lived, but um, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed seeing what happened. Actually, what happened with Taisha turned out turned out great. But
1: yeah, oh god, I love the guy she picked. I thought he was great, Zach. I hope they make it. I hope they make it. They seem like a really good match together. This is actually the first couple in recent seasons that I'm confident will like it's the only oh. cu- like whereas everybody else i'm like it, it, immediately a timestamp stamp you put on their relationship like <laughs> zach and taisha is the first couple that i'm like i actually think they'll get married and have kids and like i i see they seem like a really good match he seems like i mean he's committed to his sobriety so like to me that translates into being a committed partner i just i really like him and i really like her and they seem to make each other mm. laugh they're not funny to me, but they, they crack each other up. And that's yeah, they're so funny. yeah, 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 like, yeah. So Yeah, just, all, yeah. It's all yeah
3: their jokes their jo- jokes don't
0: always translate to the
2: screen. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny that they're like, "Oh man, this is so funny," and like millions of viewers are like, "No, yeah, <laughs> nope, not this happening." Good not thing you guys found material. each other. Yeah, exactly. but like, that
3: is sweet to watch. That it is really is. very sweet.
2: Yeah, You're, I. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no! I was just going to say to touch upon real quick this Bachelor controversy. What is going on? Because for someone who is like me, who's like the last time I watched The Bachelor <laughs> was in 1942. <1942." laughs> um, so what is this controversy, and yeah, do we care?
1: Uh, we do care. Um, care. It, well, I okay, go for it. Sis. Well. <laughs> I was going to say,
2: it
3: it, it kind of, it it dates back a little bit. It's not just what's happening now. Like this is, it's all kind of culminating in what's happening in this season. But you nailed it, Michelle, when you said they've, they have, um, casted, uh, some problematic people. I don't Mm. even know if problematic would be the right word to use, but people that, you know, are going to create controversy. Um, and then the show kind of has a hand in calling out the bad behavior or whatever it is um, and then yeah Alex do you want to talk about like what's happening? recently
1: yeah i mean ultimately like it's hard to talk about what's happening recently without just like pointing out that the bachelor in general has a systematic problem um and it stems from the very top i mean the execs are white the producers are white like um for the most part uh every single lead has been white and oftentimes when the leads aren't white it's out of a reaction to something that is happening in the world so for instance in this latest season Matt James is a full on reaction to their own by their own admittance to what happened with the George Flo- with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like their attempt at trying to, I guess, move the needle forward. Unfortunately, because it is a systematic problem, most of the people behind the camera are white. So they're not necessarily telling a um, they're not they are still defaulting on old problems and those problems, mm. the cracks in the foundation are consistently showing. Um, so what's happened this past season is uh there first of all, it's just sort of been a mess of a season. The girls are very, very mean to each other and that's been hard on its own to watch. And then right. secondary, there's a favorite of Matt's. And when I say like a favorite, I don't mean necessarily a fan favorite. It just seems that Matt is like very clearly into this one girl. Her name mm. is Rachel. <laughs> And Everyone seems like it, it, she's pretty much presumed to be
3: the winner, mm. like
1: early on in the okay. season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, the way that Rachel is portrayed on the show, she's just sort of like a quiet, pretty, like, nice girl like your girl next door almost mm, yeah the edit she's but i mean like the hottest girl next door you know like (laughs) it's like can you believe we live next door to a girl that looks like this
3: um right
1: (laughs) but what has since happened is um rachel uh you know reddit (laughs) <laughs> people uh, have. Reddit's got oh. receipts. Reddit's got all kinds of receipts. Reddit. Reddit did their oh, thing. Leave it Reddit to Reddit did what they do best. <laughs> so <sighs> essentially what happened is they found pictures of her liking, pictures of her girlfriends who happened to be standing in front of like a Confederate flag and then like on Instagram. Yikes. And then mm-hmm. the real nail in the coffin was pictures surfaced of her um attending an antebellum party with her sorority like and they're all dressed as like antebellum ladies like slave owner men and it got out and it Oy. obviously is really tough because we are we are aware that this is happening and we are also watching Matt fall in love with her and Matt at the time doesn't have an awareness of you of know her so,
0: history or whatever
1: Exactly right. so and Matt is a black man yes and yes. he's yeah, like the he's, he's the first
0: black bachelor that they've had, like the lead, like they've had other contestants gotcha. on the show that have been like uh, by POC, but this is like the first time as Alex was saying that they've cast somebody as like the in the lead role as a reaction mm-hmm. to people saying, you've had your very first uh, black bachelorette who was Rachel Lindsay, who I really liked. Um, and this is their reaction to be like, Oh, we'll fix that. We've got this guy who's a friend of the other guy who's on the show and we'll just hear you come on the show and do your thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that has been like tough to watch. And I guess it, it is within the best interest of the show to uh, promote the love, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. sort of where it all kind of blew up was ABC wasn't allowing Rachel to say anything. They like, like her contract wasn't allowing her to talk. So, and Chris Harrison, you know, is trying to convince America that this is y- your girl next door. like That you is- can root for her. That she like, wants root you for her. to root oh. for her. So he went on extra and talked to, to Rachel Lindsay and basically just dismissed all of Rachel Lindsay's concerns about Rachel, the contestant. And it was really gaslighting and it was really unfortunate. And I think the blow up of the. Like the Rachel stuff is bad, but how Chris is dismissing it is even worse, especially when George or uh, excuse me, when Matt was cast as a reaction to George Floyd, they're not taking any responsibility. They're sort of just being like, we're not going to make a comment on it. It's not our responsibility to make mm. a comment on it. When it's just like, well, it is because, like, you this is your show yeah you you you
3: chose to take a step towards Mm -hmm. progress Mm -hmm. and so if you were choosing to step into the conversation then yes now you do have a responsibility to speak on all of this you can't just like be the hero and cast a black bachelor and it's all
0: yeah. Like, okay. We've done my you. job. Yeah, I did yes. my job. <laughs> I feel like that whole interview that Chris Harrison did with Rachel Lindsay for me was so like it was so cringeworthy. Um, first of all, I want to give major props to her because, as Kim said, like she, we're talking about patience. Uh, she had the most patience <laughs> during that entire interview. Yes. And I was like, I bow down to that because I wish that I had that level of patience. I think I just wanted. Uh, well, th- what I would like to see, and I think it's probably all I'll say about like uh, ABC, is that they have like the money and the resources to like vet people, and they've let a lot of people on the show that it probably wouldn't be that hard to get to get their own receipts. Like they don't need Reddit or somebody on TikTok to like unearth these pictures. I think they could have found that themselves. So it's disappointing that they're putting people on it on the show. That I think it was Alex who said like. Some people who this season, which is why I didn't watch a season, seem very mean. And it's just not it makes it hard for me to watch. So it's just like I feel like they could definitely do a better job in that. But then I really wanted Chris Harrison because I've never really had any problem with him before. Like I've never disliked him. Um, Not that I really liked him, but I've never disliked him. But I wanted him to come forward and say, you know, we as a show don't. don't condone condone, this behavior this behavior this was our mistake like they didn't he didn't own up to anybody and any of it and neither did the show and i felt like he was towing the sign of maybe like he's under contract to say certain things but i was so disappointed with how it was handled and so i'm glad that today we're talking about you know, ideal fictional characters. Cause when they're <laughs> fictional, they can do no wrong.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like Sorry, bachelor. yeah. Um, <laughs> man, we got to get on this. We got an idea here, folks. We need to make this happen. I feel like there's a million dollars. Speaking of million dollars, fi- having $5 million. Um, we don't need a Bachelor with $5 million. We'll each have $5 million. Um, I think we should get into it. Like I, I I, I, mean, I think we could talk about The Bachelor all day, or at least I could listen to you guys talk about The Bachelor all day, because I don't yeah. have anything to I contribute. I would rather
0: have you guys just recap it
2: for me, because I've so enjoyed <laughs> right? you guys recapping it Yeah, than I've enjoyed any of the season. You guys need to listen to their podcast. "Dress the Bachelor process. Uh, I'm here for all the right reasons um that's a reference <laughs> i understand um oh yeah they're still
1: using it Nailed that. Using it's it. it's very
2: funny my friend she does this she's a comedian and she does this very funny um character that is a bachelor contestant or wanting to be a bachelor contestant and she has the craziest voice i can never do it but it's like <laughs> But like essentially as she's talking She's doing her tape to like audition for The Bachelor And as she's talking She's revealing things like Basically she's a cannibal And so like (laughs) But she keeps saying like I'm here for all the right reasons And it's very funny Um, (laughs) It's very funny Uh, So (laughs) I'll have to find Dig that out and share it Yeah Um, (laughs) Yeah It's very funny. Very funny. Um but yes, Alex, Sarah, you guys are our guest of honor. And so mm-hmm. either of you can go first in revealing who your fictional most eligible bachelor is.
1: Yeah. Sarah, you want to go?
3: Oh, I'll go first just because I do I feel like mine is the, it was like the low hanging fruit. Like to me, this felt like the most obvious choice. Like when we were like emailing, I was like, oh yeah, no, I know exactly. I love who who it is. And and I took it pretty seriously in wanting to choose someone whose story we know they were single. Like, so when they left us, they were single. Mm -hmm. Cause I Mm. didn't want to like imagine a world where they had to like break up with the like person that they ended up with. Like this is, like we know this was like, this was a, a bachelor. And so I picked Jess Mariano from Gilmore girls um, who, yeah, <laughs> such a good, it is just, like, the ultimate, I mean, he's like, I just feel like he is like the perfect, especially like the time that he came to us, like early two thousands, like he was like the perfect man. Like that's what you wanted. He was like mysterious and like, kind of sad and like brooding but had this has this like super deepness to him as well and like even just all the cute things he did like writing and like giving Rory books and like writing in her books like little notes that i like was a whole level of romance that i didn't even appreciate until i was an adult and
2: (laughs) give anything for a man to leave me a note in a book
3: yes yes and he's got he's got his He's, he's a bad boy right like he and mm-hmm. everyone like needs to fall in love with their bad boy but then even in the root re- reboot was like a year or two years ago he comes back and you see a little bit at the end of Gilmore girls but um in like the the most recent uh the, like the four seasons reboot like he's totally put together talk about a sense of self oh mm-hmm. my gosh and he has like that ultimate redemption story so this is like i just Ooh. to me he's like and he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's not
0: rich. <laughs> yeah, <the> <laughs> he's saying, we don't know. No, we, I mean, we haven't gotten far yeah. into the reboot. You got to give him reboot. some time. He, yeah, he could be rich. Yeah. Yeah, get get rich. rich. but like
3: he wrote. But like he wrote his own book. Like he took the time to like better himself and like learn from his mistakes, his mistakes, and he like <laughs> writes his books. And and like I was, I just went back and I like rewatched some of like the older episodes that he was in Gilmore Girls and even how he like moved to Philadelphia instead of New York. York, i'm like that is such a responsible choice because like <laughs> philadelphia is so much more affordable
2: <laughs> <It is than laughs> <New York City. laughs> but you get all the benefits but you get all
3: like the same benefits So like, you got you have this like good underground, food like, good culture he's just, mm-hmm. he, yeah he's cool he's smart but not pretentious like i just feel like when we were talking about all the things that build a bachelor like we were like building dress mariano like oh, check check really, we check we really except for were. rich Except for, except for rich, except for
0: rich, was it yeah. Alex who said like he should be curious and like likes to read All and curiosity, yeah, yeah. And I feel like mm. that's Jess. And I mean, we we love Milo and but um, oh, his other character of Jack Pearson, what a great! If we were talking about hot dads, I mean, <laughs> yeah. number
1: one, number one, we can, right? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. I also want to add, is it okay if I add two things about why I I want to guess and Sarah's pick?
2: Yes.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) And. So much of
1: what I love about Jess also is that he seems to value Rory for the right reasons. Like Bringing stuff back to Bachelor, but, you know, Bachelor jargon. But obviously Alexis Bledel is a stunning woman. But what he seems to like about her is her... Her laugh, her intelligence, her deepness, mm. her her sense of humor—like to me, like Dean sort of always seemed to have googly eyes for her, and it was very young love. But but Jess Dean was, was
0: never supportive of her. Like he didn't wasn't supportive of her. Like going was to Harvard. I can't remember Harvard. Yeah. Right? Like uh, he Yale. Yale. Yeah. Um. And he doesn't. Jess was Wait, no, by far the Harvard. best one for Rory, the best guy on the show, and I feel like. It's a, it was such a miss that they didn't end up in, like, the regular season together.
3: Because mm. he was perfect. Yeah. yeah. He. Yeah, he was. Like, he knew her soul. Like, he knew a deep part of Rory that everyone, like, everyone just saw, like, oh, like, she's so smart. She's, like, this perfect, like, person. Like, she's so responsible. But he, like, knew her. <laughs> like, he put the heart In her build a bear, (laughs) 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 I love that he reached out and and grabbed it. Yeah, and I just, yeah, like he's he was such a crush then, and I feel like anyone that watched the show in real time, like, has grown up with him being like the ultimate crush, and like, and knowing that he is still available is like also so (laughs) dreamy. (laughs) <laughs> because he's he's the one that got away for anyone right it's not just worry anyone like he's the one that if you see him go on the bachelor and you're like oh i like kind of talked to that guy for a week like your heart breaks <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh like that like he could have been the love of my life and now he's the bachelor
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yes, now he's the bachelor. you know what? Um, it's so funny that you're you guys uh, brought up or I'm sorry, uh that Sarah, you brought up uh, Jess from Gilmore Girls because funny enough, I came across an article months ago when uh Michelle and I were doing some research, and there's a bustle article titled Jess from Gilmore Girls Ruined My Dating Life. <laughs> and it's a yeah. legitimate write up. About how he's such a perfect man and like how we're never going to find Jess in the real world. Man, build your own bachelor, man. If only that could be a real thing. Right. But um, you have to check out this article yeah. because she's going hard on how Jess is her fictional crush. Um, but it's such a great pick. And I admittedly. I fell off the Gilmore Girls bandwagon, not on purpose, but because I just think that I got distracted. I don't know what happened. I religiously watched Gilmore Girls for, I think, the first two or three seasons. And then I just fell off the bandwagon, but I we'll get back on right after I watch Cobra Kai <laughs> and all the other freaking <laughs> yeah, the things I need Cobra to watch. <laughs> Finish
0: Cobra Kai and then go to Gilmore Girls. You will be so happy you did. Although it's, well, a it's lot just, of seasons. It's a nice,
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of seasons, but it is just like a, like a pleasant, it's like a pleasant cupcake
2: show. Yes. Like, you just like yeah.
3: it just makes you feel
2: good. I remember <laughs> loving the show. That's why I'm so shocked that I no. fell off the bandwagon. It's like, what happened? Did I like, just not have the CW or something. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe college. I think that's actually what happened. Is college happened, and then it's I harder just harder to keep up. Yeah, I just stopped watching a lot of TV. But I love that pick, Alex. Do you want to tell us who your pick is?
1: Yes. I'm super excited. This is a new crush of mine. Um, and my boyfriend and I fell in love with him simultaneously. So I oh. also feel like I can like, <laughs> <Good>. you know, <laughs> talk about him freely and safely uh, yeah. at the same time. Um, my, <laughs> <Safely>. pick, <laughs> uh, my pick is Ted Lasso mm-hmm. from the show. Yes. Ted Lasso. Uh <laughs> For those who are not familiar with the show, because it is slightly recent, uh, it's about a Division II American football coach who gets hired to take over a, a longstanding AFC soccer team. So, I guess British football. So, he doesn't know much about football, but he's an amazing coach. And it's like such a delightful watch. Like if you're somebody who just needs to feel good right now, I fully recommend it. And I feel like at the heart of it is Ted, who's just this incredible person. And I think my number one reason for loving him as much as I do is I'm really passionate about – um, like breaking the cage of toxic masculinity, and I mm-hmm. feel like Ted is such a beautiful version of healthy masculinity. I mean, oh. he, and th- this I add that to the list of build your own bachelor. Yeah, yes. healthy yes. masculinity,
2: healthy masculinity,
1: yeah. and he doesn't listen. He, I, I was trying to play by bachelor roles Um, but he is somebody. He at the, at his current relationship status is single, but he has been married before. That's but okay. Can, So that's he's bachelor now, bachelor now, and that is lots of bachelors
3: have been married too, and it also makes for like an interesting lead because it's like. I, again, I think it goes back to this like idea of like experience or knowing yourself or like understanding right. yourself in your life. Like, you Realizing know,
2: you may have made a mistake. Yeah.
3: Um. You either made a mistake or you know more what you want. Sorry, Alex, I cut you
1: off. No, you, absolutely. You're exactly you're speaking to exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's like it's absolutely a feature, not a bug. Like he knows what it means to be in a committed relationship. He's a wonderful dad to his son. And in general, he like he operates. And this is sort of, you know, divorced from the idea of him being in a partnership but what i love so much about his character is he sees what makes certain people special or different or vulnerable and he finds a way to celebrate that um Aww. and like and, and that is all people like so even there's this one character in the show Jamie Tart who is a little bit tough to deal with because he's like sort of this you know playboy star of the show, like dates a model, like super hot, super famous. Everybody loves him, but he's not a good teammate. And like Ted digs in there and he discovers there's a little bit more beneath the surface and he creates a safe space for Jamie to be vulnerable. Like Ted Lasso is somebody who completely celebrates um, vulnerability. And like, I just, isn't that what we, we want ultimately, like just like a safe, place to express our feelings like he provides that for everybody and he's also like if we're talking cute but not too hot like Come on, Jason Sudeikis <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, needle. This is shred. This yeah, is shred perfectly. Right yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he really does. He and slips right in. He really Meanwhile, does. your boyfriend's
2: it's... looking at you right now being like
0: Meanwhile, your boyfriend's <laughs> trying to grow a mustache as he's like, "Hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sort this out." Guys, uh my boyfriend has a full beard, okay? He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have He's to already dead. It's, it's fine. fine. There.
2: He's fictional. It's not real.
0: Ted Lasso is not a real person. It's funny that you bring up Ted Lasso because I loved this show. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. I want more people to watch this show. I thought it was so great. But I remember I texted a friend of mine and I told him, I said, this might be my favorite Jason Sudeikis. Like the my favorite. I like Jason Sudeikis. But this is like a character that he's played that I just loved so much. And he was so sweet and so funny. And we talked about finding somebody in an ideal building our own bachelor who was kind. He's so kind. There's so many moments in the show where he is so kind to the people around him, sometimes to the people who don't deserve it, you know, who don't. And he, and you think, at least like in the beginning of watching the show, you, you might or even in watching like the trailer you might think oh what a noob like oh he's so dumb like he's doesn't get that these people are like making fun of him but if you watch the show it it morphs into not that and he has he's not just this one dimensional character he's he's much more than he seems to be which i love that and there's a very sweet moment where he one of the guys on the team is having a tough time, Sam. And it's it just like, there's moments like that that maybe bring a little tear to your eye. Cause you're like, oh, what a sweet, what a sweet man.
1: He's, he, I don't know. He's high on that list right next to Jess as far as like the perfect match. Yeah, bachelor. they're good. He also oh, is, um, you know, it's easy to talk about his relationships to other men just because he is, you know, the soccer coach or football coach and he is around men all the time. But he also just like really respects women too. Uh mm-hmm. Mm. he he <laughs> yeah. really loves and looks up to like hannah hannah whittington uh who's the owner of the team and he's constantly looking to her for advice i don't want to spoil too much so i'm not gonna go too deep in into what that dynamic is um but he's also there's like this a scene in the in the pilot where he goes into the locker room and there's a picture of her of a girl, um, Jamie Tart's girlfriend, and it's like full frontal, like her boobs are out. And he takes a, a little piece of tape and covers <laughs> her chest. <laughs> not because, like, not out of like, not out of like, oh, a woman shouldn't be sexual. But it was also just like, hey, this is a guy's girlfriend who you often yeah, see. Who, yeah, who shows to- up yeah. in the locker <laughs> right, room in person. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we just like respect her body a little bit and not put it on display for everybody? And it's just this tiny <laughs> little moment that was just so sweet. So, I love so that. So much and, about him.
0: And I like that the writers didn't. I don't think this is a spoiler, but I think that. um What I like so much is that there are female characters and they didn't write his character as into, like, automatically wanting to sleep with them. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, oh, she's the owner of the team and they're just, she, oh, but she just ends up being a love interest. She's like a strong, powerful character. And then you've got this... um, jamie's girlfriend who is really attractive and showing up and very sexy and i was like oh please don't make it so that all of a sudden she becomes a love interest and you know, maybe this is a spoiler. they didn't so at least they have it and i was like oh that's really nice because it shows that he does um respect women he's not just there to date them or make out with them which is great which is unlike the bachelor show on abc
1: yeah, no. Ted right? would get to know you right. before he kisses you, and he would be like, "I don't want to lead anybody on." Like, yeah. it would just the yeah. show wouldn't work for Ted. It'd be a very chased show. I would yeah. say, like, the
3: only problem with Ted is he wouldn't invite anyone to fantasy suites. Maybe like he like <laughs> like the show would almost move too fast for him. Like he like <laughs> he'd be the one to leave, not like the girls. Yeah, there. he's like, you know what? It's I've like, decided. Um
2: life- <laughs> This is not right for me. I'm. I'm, I'm just gonna keep my sweater
0: on, guys. I hope that's okay. <laughs> like, I feel like that's needed. I love
2: Yeah, this it. is another oh, I show I need to, to add it. to my list.
3: Yeah, watch I've admittedly also not watched. I know, so, but I just got free Apple TV Plus. For a year okay. was like a new phone purchase
2: so yeah i will be on it <laughs> someone's getting on yeah i'm gonna do it too i i think mine is about to run out so i should probably watch it before apple starts charging me um yeah damn it apple um but yeah no Ted ted lasso the th- Uh, Michelle is not the only person. And um, now, uh, Alex, you're not the only person who has told me great things about the show. A lot of people, it's like a sleeper hit. Um, My coworker also told me about it. So I need to get on it because it does look really lovely um, and really sweet um Michelle, do you want to go next, or should I go next? Mine's a really weird pick, and I can turn this podcast make a <laughs> we'll turn, turn this podcast, podcast right, right oh gosh, around. I cannot wait to hear. Yeah, do you want to go? Do you want to do yours? <laughs> oh, sure. I, I might as well just go get it done. You guys, I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I'm, I'm already excited. laughing.
3: This is no ridiculous.
0: Idea. It's a surprise to me too i don't know kim and i never tell each other who our picks are so this is i'm hearing it for the first time
2: (laughs) well okay here's my thought process right i really want to find a man who i'm like legitimately is like i wanted to find like a fictional man i should say who is legitimately single right like no confirmed like not in a confirmed relationship not confirmed like going after somebody and i really put like i don't know i was like he's got to be a and so i put a lot of thought into this and then i it, i'm very late to the marvel cinematic universe i will put that out there now and i look i keep going back to the the marvel well and i promise michelle i didn't pick loki again uh oh, i could I have you use <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't um Like, I would like when I think about again, as we're talking about Build Your Own Bachelor, someone who I also, you know, I love loyalty. I love someone who has strength, a good listener. And I have been recently watching the Thor movies. And guys, I need to know how Heimdall is single, okay? (laughs) Heimdall played by Idris Elba.
0: I, why do you think that's a weird <laughs> choice? This, I'm not going to lie. I'm sad I didn't have Ted Lasso on my short list, but I straight up had Jess and I had Hemdall on my short list. So do I don't know why you guys think why you think that's weird, girl. And that is a I great was also choice. Afraid, yeah, I was also afraid you were
3: going to say like Groot or something. Yeah, I thought you were going be like, like I do like, like me I'm some like, Groot. Okay. He's a I mean, I do like, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. good listener,
2: boy. Look. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I- <laughs> like,
2: but like, like, Heimdall is like, literally the, uh, you know, after like the Norse god Heimdaller, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but like, he's literally like all hearing, all seeing, and is the sole protector of the Bifrost in Asgard. And I'm just like, Yo, he listens. He's all hearing, all seeing. He pays attention to your feelings. I'm certain he hears Thor's calls and he opens up that Bifrost. I'd let Heimdall open up my br- Bifrost at any time. <laughs> so, you talk about um, handsome. Yes. Um, oh, oh, girl, he's got these golden eyes. He's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just need to calm down for a second. Um, so anyway, look, he's in, if you are not familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're basic like me. He's pretty much in, he's all at all the Thor movies. So Dark World, Ragnarok. Um, he's also in the Avenger movies, um, Age of Ultron, Infinity War. Anyway. Long story short, I think he's like a guy who I don't want to like give away any spoilers if you've not if you're late to the game like me, because I was very late to all these Marvel movies, but he does this really tremendous act to save his people. And there's a moment that happens where Thor calls for him and it flashes to Heimdall. And he just like his eyes like turn towards the camera. And at that moment, I knew I was in love and it was just like it's just like you know when you have like a connection you're like oh my god um, he's the that one was it. it was it and like you just like man he's a man of honor he's just he like will he will do the right thing if it means that it, it means that he loses his position because he does lose his position um, as the protector of the by bif- bifrost I'm acting like I know all these like ling all this lingo. I really don't I'm I'm like, impressed. I'm- I think you do. No I'm more. faking it really good But I'm I'm learning um, And I just think that If we were to take him And put him like in a real world Non-Asgard situation Like he's the man who's like Definitely puts like He maxes out his 401k He's like Oh really good listener He pays attention to things you like And you don't like And he's like You know what I'm gonna show up with these flowers Because Kim mentioned Back in March <laughs> That she really loves peonies <laughs> and I remember, so I'm going to show up with peonies. Um, I just feel like he's that kind of man. Now, I did a bit of research on like the character because obviously he was a thing before the Marvel movies. Um, and obviously he's in the comics. And apparently he does have a little bit of a fling with some character called Amora. I don't know who this woman is, but Ugh, whatever. She, she's not in the movie. <laughs> She's not in the movies, <laughs> but uh I'm obviously talking about the MCU Heimdall and I just think oh my god he is the most eligible bachelor. How is he how has an Asgardian woman not locked that down? I don't know. I feel because- like
0: he's so perfect. He's the kind of guy that you go and look at his Instagram to figure out if he like does he have <laughs> pictures of girls on his Instagram to be mm-hmm. like is he dating one of these girls? Like do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> yeah, That's like there's got to be like, so like we know. hot
3: girls are maybe in his photos, mm-hmm. but we are like, are they dating? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're, and we're like, like just hitting those
2: tags. We're looking at yeah. their accounts. We're trying to see if <laughs> they've got <laughs> photos oh that I need to know. He he must be single, right? I think. Wait, but, guys, you we know, I, got I, what Bachelor
1: I'm, Reddit on his <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know what I'm really worried about, worried about though? Like. I'm as we're talking about this. I'm like, why is a guy like that single? And what I'm <laughs> what I'm worried about is is this like watch rules? The like you know, oh, like the, like right. Game of Thrones watch rules. Yeah. Like do they all have we to remain can't celibate, have the lady?
2: Oh, I don't. I know. Know. Oh no, I don't know, and I can only think that. The only downfall I think of Heimdall, the one that I can think of, is that he's married to his work. Wow. And that's why he hasn't yeah. found love. Mm.
0: Mm. He's a um, bit too married to why, the job. I don't why you glossed over the maxing out the 401k. I mean, I wrote that down. <laughs> I like that you said, you're like, look, he's listening, he's paying attention, he gives me these thoughtful thoughtful gifts and peonies, and he's maxing out his 401k. You just, like, glossed over that. I'm like, get you a man that maxes out your 401k. Yeah,
2: I
3: mean. He's like, yo, "Yo, Asgard gives me a great
2: benefits. Wait, wait, sorry, yeah, like.
3: No, just anything more attractive than, like, stable future. Like, that That goes back <laughs> to the Andrew Firestone thing. Like, right? like you know you're going to be taken care of.
1: <laughs> well, and
3: it's interesting that he's th-
1: – Oh, yeah, go for it.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I'm like, it's too extreme. I don't know if I want someone who's born into wealth. I, like, we talked about earlier, I think I would prefer, like, new money. But the idea of someone born into wealth, I think that's very different. It's a very different experience. That's my only beef. That's my only beef. But yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, what I was gonna say about the uh the, the protector of the biofrost. Am I saying it right? Yeah, the
2: bifrost. The, bifrost. the bi-
1: bifrost. Okay. I think by being a protector of a bifrost, that's an interesting it sort of speaks to an earlier point that we made. Like he is a protector, but he also would know when to prioritize when to protect people, this like is when true. to use force. He
2: doesn't he doesn't open that bifrost for just anybody. No, no, no! He just, absolutely he, not. He, he has to make the decisions. He has to make some really tough calls. Michelle's laughing away. He I'm because I'm Michelle. loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, Kim, because I Kim doesn't know my choice,
0: and she's like, "Wait till you hear mine." Because I was like, "I don't know about mine," and she's I said, "This is." Funny, and she's like, "Mine is so weird, and it's such a good choice." But it's I was tracking up because of how you said he Thank doesn't you. just open the bifrost for anybody. It's true. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's, He's a really very
0: good
2: discerning. character. Yeah, yeah. He, a character again. I, w- I don't want to ruin any of the movies or whatever, but like he makes a big decision, a big call at one point that goes against. um That goes that puts his life at risk and puts his position at risk and basically is uh could potentially put all of his people at risk but he does it because he believes that it's the right thing to do and it's probably the last option and it's like damn that's the kind of man I want the Mm. put put uh how would I call this like put like um like heroic thoughtfulness i don't know how i would say this but like the idea of like someone who's like you know what this is gonna be this is gonna i'm literally trying to move a mountain but i'd rather try to move this mountain than stay here and and see what happens so like i love that he's like you know what? i'm gonna take a chance i gotta make this shit happen and we'll see what happens and and I'll take I'll take my risk. I like a little bit of risk. I like a little bit of risk, but not too much risk. Um, as <laughs> <Yeah. of laughs>
3: you, you need, say. yeah. That's confidence, not cocky, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's mm-hmm. being confident in your choices, but not.
0: Because you have a good sense of self. Because you
3: have yes. a
2: good sense of self. <laughs> Build your own best. Yeah, you you hand have doll. actually check. found check. him. check. <laughs> all seeing all hearing oh man when thor like calls him and it's like heimdall open the bifrost and they just like flash to him i know exactly what you're talking about because it's like his eyes his eyes are just mentally seeing it right now look he's standing there with that sword and everything you're just like "Mm, mm, mm. damn it damn heimdall how are you still on the market anyway that was my pick
1: (laughs) A plus. Build a, of a plus. Build a bachelor A plus. Build
2: a bachelor
0: A plus for sure. Michelle, who? Man, I don't know. We, I regret my choice of going after Heimdall. Um, so no, I.
1: I'm so I glad s- that we both chose
0: Uh, uh, I I loved it. That's such a good choice. Um, So I wanted to choose a bachelor who had pretty much all the things that we were talking about at the beginning, but also somebody that I would like to see on the TV show, The Bachelor, because I think it would be interesting. And so I'm like, what would make that person interesting is like, sure. Yeah, he's handsome. I actually wrote down sense of self. Look at me full circle. Um, But he's kind of got some like X factor that makes him uh, you know, appealing. Maybe it's like the Andrew Firestone thing, where you're like, "There's something about him. I don't know what it is." So, um, <laughs> my choice is uh, played by Al- Alden Ehrenreich, who played a young Han Solo in Solo, oh. a Star Wars story from 2018. Oh, uh-huh. so I don't know anything about this actor, and I don't want to. All I know is that <laughs> I love his character, how he played Han Solo. Now, we're talking young Han Solo. So to be fair and played by bachelor rules, um, he is a bachelor in Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I love that he was a little bit of an unknown. At least he was for me to play this role because it's such an, Han Solo is such an iconic character in the Star Wars canon and in pop culture in general. The people that they considered that they like auditioned and that they considered for this role. I could read you all of the actors that wanted this Han Solo, young Han Solo role and it would just go on longer than either one of our podcasts. But just just a little flavor. Tom Felton, Rami Malik, Taryn Egerton, Ed Westwick, Logan Lerman. Apparently, this casting process took longer than them finding Christian Grey for They're Fifty like, Shades wrote, of
2: Grey. Oh like, we God. wrote the movie yeah. uh, quicker than we cast.
0: We wrote that. and, and yeah, shot this movie longer like, than uh, it. <laughs> this process took so long. So, um, here's what I love. He, You start off. I'm not going to. Spo- if you haven't seen this movie, I'm not going to spoil it because I actually think. It's a fantastic movie. And you can't tell me that it's not. And you know, the internet and probably Reddit has also come for this movie and said it's so shitty. But I think it's so, so good. And one is a young Han Solo. They show him. He has a tough childhood. He's kind of like this childhood, um, like, slave worker situation um, and he's trying to get out of it. He's scrappy. He's street smart. So he's definitely like a, you know, self-made man, pull yourself up from the bootstraps kind of guy. He mm-hmm. is very loyal Um to his childhood love, which is Kira, and played by Amelia Clark. And he's funny. He's willing to do the work. He is confident and has swag. But as a young Han Solo, he's got a couple insecurities. He's still trying to figure it out. He doesn't always make the right moves. Um, So he's not too confident. He's not too arrogant. Um, And what I really liked about how they played this character is that... Hans Harrison Ford's Han Solo is very distinct and um, so iconic, and I feel like this w- is such a hard thing to follow up with such an iconic role. But the way that Alden Ar- Ehrenreich plays him is so good. There's a lot of similar like mannerisms and characteristics that he brings out in a young Han Solo, and uh, the way that he looks at Amelia Clark's character, I mean, just find you a man that looks at you like that he is so sweet and loyal to her and i think that would be the only downside is he'd go on the bachelor and be like oh like already met the love of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie has a lot of, like, crush-worthy moments in it, for sure. It was directed by Ron Howard, written um, by the father-son team, Lawrence and Jonathan Kasdan. Um, we know a lot of Lawrence Kasdan from Empire Strikes Back and the Indiana Jones movies. But we've got Thandie Newton, the voice of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, the voice of Jon Favreau. Hot um, damn. Speaking of MCU, we've got Paul Bettany, um, who plays a fantastic, scary, um, scary villain in it. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I think is going to blow Kim's mind. Um, And probably Todd Cadley, if you're listening, one of our lovely friends and guests, it might blow your mind too. But the role of Dryden Voss, who is the villain played by Paul Bettany in the movie, was originally played and shot by Michael K. Williams. What? There is a movie out there. There is a version of the Han Solo origin story with Michael K. Williams as the villain. Why do I not what have happened? that in my life? Well, so <laughs> yeah, um, live? they had two guys who wrote a I think either wrote part of it, or directed it. They definitely directed it. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Chris Miller, Christopher Miller, Chris yeah. Miller? Mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't work out. There were con- there were there were a lot of contention between them shooting it and um, Lawrence Kasdan and a couple of the producers. So they actually got fired, and so they brought in Ron Howard to direct about 80% of the movie and gave Ron Howard writing credit. These guys got executive producer credit. Anyway, when they shot it with, originally it was Michael K. Williams. And when Ron Howard signed on to do the reshoots and direct the rest of the movie, Michael K. Williams was not available and they couldn't use the old footage. So they cast Paul Bettany, which I'm so sad. Although Paul Bettany is good. I think Michael K. Williams as Dryden Voss would have made this movie probably near perfect.
2: I'm shook, um, Michelle. I know. I'm I, this I, is I was, almost like when we found out that Eric Stoltz played Marty McFly. Right? For three months. And <laughs> right. what the hell? Like... <laughs> Why can't I? I need I need to see this. Yeah. Um release I the
0: tapes.
3: Put them release on YouTube. The release, release the tapes. Release the tapes. <laughs> tapes. <laughs> release the tapes.
2: Release the tapes. Uh, come on, Ron.
0: <laughs> anyway, come speaking on. speaking wow. of Dryden Voss, there in his yacht, there's he has all this treasure. If you blink, you'll miss it. But there's stuff um, in there that is his treasure from the Indiana Jones movies, like um, oh. the Holy Grail. Um, you'll see some of the Mandalorian battle armor from um, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. This is oh the my. first time we ever hear a non-Wookie, has the young Han Solo, speak to Chewbacca in his Wookiee language. And it's the very first time that we see Chewbacca get subtitles for his Wookiee language. So oh. l- speaking oh. of their dialogue together, so funny. There's a lot of funny moments um, Like I said, I won't reveal the ending for anybody who hasn't seen it, but man, there is an ultimate like reveal towards the end of the movie and like maybe a cross and then another one and another one. And you guys, I love a good double cross cross. Um, And there's a lot of callbacks to the empires. I do. I probably say that every episode, but there's um, a lot of callbacks to the old Star Wars movies. Like the "I love you, I know." Um, And there's a a moment between a young Lando Calrissian and a young Han Solo where he says, "I hate you," and he goes, "I know." So um, I (laughs) love it. I love the whole backstory that we get for all these characters and find out what motivates them. And I just found his this character so charming and watchable and likable and I think almost everything on our initial list except maybe he's not rich
2: I don't know yeah, that any of that our guys the problem, are rich that was a yeah. problem
3: with all of our men mm-hmm.
2: yeah it. I mean like Heimdall's <laughs> not technically rich but like I, again like I don't need a rich man you know what I mean I need a man who's like comfortable in hi- himself and like he maxes out his 401k and that's it like you know, he's like, I'm putting in not five, not seven, but ten percent in my 401k because that's what has guard <laughs> matches.
3: <laughs> that's the That's, th-
1: that's Ted match. Lasso
3: probably has the most money. I don't. Right?
1: I don't yeah. know. I mean, he they, he's put in a very uh, modest apartment. He's also paying alimony and mm. child support. Mm. So yeah, alim- you're right. I don't know.
3: You're right. I don't know. Uh, I think. Insane. I think. Any stage of Han Solo, like, I'm on board. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a man who works with his hands. He's a problem solver. Yeah, yes. He's, yes. Scrappy. He's, like, he's a pilot. He's going mm. to fix stuff around
3: the house. And he's mm-hmm. also going to, like, surprise you with fun weekend getaways.
2: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> right? He's perfect. He's perfect. And I don't really want to see this actor play anything else. Sorry, but...
3: Then the Han Solo, and I love that guy's a career. Beautiful career. <laughs>
2: I'm sure he's fine. He's fine, <laughs> Michelle. I love that you picked the Han Solo story because I think that's like the one like newer Star Wars movies I haven't seen, and I will be an asshole and admit that the only reason I haven't watched it is because people complained about it on the internet, and. and- I I don't know what they complained
0: about because I saw I remember seeing it in the theater and I am not like a Star Wars um, nerd by any means. I mean, I wish I was Um, everything I just read to you. I found on the Internet. So it's only like 50 percent chance of being true. You're like Uh, um, like a B student. Do you know what I mean? Thanks. Solid B. (laughs) I'll take it. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I think that I I don't know what they were upset about. Maybe they didn't like the casting. for I think haters it. are going to
2: hate. Do you know what I mean? They're I, like this I I is not the comes, original trilogy. I, I
0: think want when something it comes that's exactly Star like the original trilogy, but yeah,
2: not the original comes,
0: trilogy. They, it's like that girl. It's like that girl yes. on First States UK. I think that um when it comes <laughs> to Star Wars, they're all they're all going to hate something about it. Um but I rewatched this cuz I haven't watched it in a while and I was like, "Me because I was trying to find an eligible bachelor and I was like, maybe did I miss the things that were so hateable about this movie? And I was enthralled by this movie. There's a lot that happens. There's so many famous people in it. I, like I said, I only think the thing that would made it perk perfect is Michael K. Williams the, as Dryden Voss as the, uh, as the ultimate villain he would have been perfect and i'm sure he was mm-hmm. but yeah i think you should watch it like i said no spoilers other than what i've told you and i hope you find a young han solo equally as charming as a grown up han solo in Harrison Ford
3: mm-hmm. yeah that is i that is the type of bachelor i think that the show needs to strive for is a young han solo like that <laughs> it is <laughs> can't you just find like a young han solo like, <laughs> yeah, when they're like in when they're in the room, I don't know how they pick the bachelors, but I imagine that they like <laughs> shut themselves into a conference room with no light for twenty four hours and have a lot of whiteboards and like pictures of men's faces <laughs> everywhere, yeah. and like someone just needs to like put their fist down to be like, we need the young. Han solo. Like that's yeah. yes. it, that's actually how they picked the Pope, Sarah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so. yeah. and they're like, uh, we need a young a Han Pope. Solo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I think young Han would make funny. a good Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my.
1: I love that. How um, Pope is a bachelor, uh, speaking of yeah, that. Yeah, interesting. Not He's wrong. a bachelor.
2: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've had such great picks. Um, we got to take a very quick break, but um, when we come back, we're going to We're going to talk about some movies coming out that may or may not have some eligible bachelors in them. We shall see when we come back.
0: Hey, everyone. Well, here at Crush Fictionally, we don't have any official ads, but we like to give some companies a special shout out. And today we're talking about music you may want to go to Breakaway Records. And what do they have? Well, you guessed it. They've got vinyl. They've got tapes. They've even got T-shirts and turntables. If you go to Breakaway Record Shop, which is B R E A K A W A why record shop if you go to Breakaway Record Shop you can check out their online shop have some stuff shipped to you or you can check them out on Instagram that's Breakaway Records and they talk about special sales that they have their store hours when they're open and and any of the new stuff they got in store. Um, They also support Record Store Day. So they may be someone that you want to check out. And that's all the way from Austin, Texas. If you're in Austin, you probably already know about them. Or if you're visiting, check them out while you're there. Or if you're not, check out their online store. They'll ship it right to you. That's Breakaway Records. Thanks so much, you guys. We appreciate your support. Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. You guys, we are here with the very lovely, and here for all the right reasons, Sarah and Alex Franklin of Trust the Bachelor Prospect. Trust the Bachelor process, which we trust them to tell us about the Most Eligible Bachelor, which is why we are talking Most Eligible Bachelor today. Um, there are a couple of things that Kim and I were talking about because we were like, oh, is, are there things coming out, movies, TV shows that have potentially an eligible bachelor? We always like to give you guys a list of things to look out for. Um, we were just recently talking about the very lovely Sandra Bullock, which i I told Kim she would make a perfect bachelorette, like a fictional bachelorette. She'd be like the fictional Trista Sutter um, in the bachelorette world. She'd be like, nice, everybody likes her, and they'd cut some really good footage and not make her look like a horrible person. Um, she has a new rom-com coming out with Channing Tatum, who is, I guess in real life, he's an eligible bachelor. I think he's single. Um, but he could potentially be a good fictional Um, eligible bachelor i don't i don't know much we they just announced that they signed on for this movie so i think it's we don't know that too much about it kim i don't know if you know anything more about this movie
2: no, but I'm interested in this pairing of the two of them because she's significantly older than him and I have no problems with this. In fact, I'm like, ooh, ooh, are we going to have like a reverse like, because um, usually, I mean, it's always like an older man falling for a younger woman or whatever. And like, is it a younger man falling for an older woman? Look, sign me up, Hollywood that better be the movie. I'm telling you, take my memo. I hope that's the movie. I hope that I is I hope too. that's the movie. And shout out to Ronnie Adrian on our previous episode who when we shared this news with him, he like lost his shit. He was like, "Oh my god. Yes, yes, yes. This is my <laughs> This is my hot sandwich. This is my deviled egg because uh <laughs> Michelle and I bought shirts that that said that says hot sandwich and deviled egg and he He made a callback like a like a great improviser. The great improviser he is. You're lovely.
0: He's so good. Um, uh, Speaking of recently, we also uh, recently, um, hopefully you guys have seen it. It is the trailer for the live action version of Cruella DeVille um, starring Emma Stone. And I feel like uh, Emma Stone's Cruella DeVille would be the girl on The Bachelor who says things like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here for love, and I don't care if anybody is mad about that. <laughs> I feel like that would be Quel Deville, and then she'd try and see if the Bachelor had any dogs that she could make into coats. Um, but anyway, the Quel Deville <laughs> um, trailer looks uh, pretty amazing, <laughs> and that's that's dropping soon. I think at the end of May, May 28th is when we'll see that movie, and maybe it'll hit uh, Disney Plus on demand
2: whoa guys i'm all about this like origin story shit like sign me up i want to like i i love that like i love like how we find out about how a villain becomes a villain come on mm-hmm. sign me mm-hmm. up i can't mm-hmm.
3: wait well it's like makes everyone more human look right? that,
2: look like as much so, as
3: yeah.
2: right as much as we want to hate on people and we want to be like, oh, well that's just a bad person. That person's an evil person. I don't know. The older I get, I'm like, no, things aren't very aren't black and white like that. Things are very gray. And now I now I'm that person who's like, what terrible thing happened to you to make you like this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I am I've, I've become that person <laughs> yeah. now. Like I'm way more <laughs> understanding like, instead of just angry. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, the only thing that's black and white are the coats that Corella makes out. <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, literally. That literally. is okay. Wait, your friend
3: Kim needs to play this character next, like this contestant that like is <laughs> yes. weirdly trying to date the Bachelor <laughs> and is like, <laughs> Do you own
0: a Dalmatian? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a hundred and one Dalmatians
2: perhaps <laughs> it's like it's just like that. just
3: 99 could do it <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
2: 99 do really is okay too that premise that premise is so wild isn't it like what do you think like this was a children's movie this is crazy <laughs> um, yeah it's amazing <laughs> that didn't give me nightmares <laughs> I know <laughs> right I remember that
0: that cartoon as a kid like very fondly like I don't f- feel scarred from it well, whatsoever. But now that we're like <laughs> that I just said those words about taking dogs and making them into coats, I'm like, oh that's terrible. That's so awful. Oh, How did that not no, scar my childhood? It.
2: <laughs> Ooh, scary. Oh, um man. super scary. Do we is there anything else coming out that we want to mention?
0: Uh, couple, I got two more things real quick uh, Chaos Walking is a new movie that's coming out March 5th it'll be out March 5th it stars Tom Holland Daisy Ridley Nick Jonas David Oyelowo um, those guys would all make great fictional bachelors although Tom oh Holland my. would probably always be the character the fiction on the fictional like bachelorette who makes it to the top four and then gets kicked off and doesn't mm. make it to the end or mm. get chosen and you're sad yeah, about it because he was like a really true. good guy um, anyways this is a dystopian He gets picked as the next (laughs) batch. Yes, (laughs) he's my fan
3: favorite, so he gets picked the next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And Nick Jonas would forever be like, I don't know, name a really hot bachelorette bachelor guy who you're just like, oh yeah, he's got it going on. this movie, The Chaos Walking, is a dyst- is about a dystopian world where no there are no women, <laughs> crazy, and um, all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts. So it's I didn't know this. It was based on it's based on um, a YA science fiction book series, but there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, speaking of star wars we've got daisy ridley um and it looks really interesting those aren't the only stars in it so it's pretty star heavy and i don't know if you're into science fiction what have you this might be for you we've got it directed by doug lyman who also did swingers the born identity and mr and mrs smith so
2: oh, that's be gonna be a good one good. then yeah a mm, little actiony
0: and then something I just read about is that Zoe Chanel and Michael Bolton are rebooting The Dating Game. So maybe they're here to give The Bachelor franchise <laughs> a run for their little money. And I might watch that.
1: Could I very unironically what? love Michael Bolton. Like... <laughs> earnestly love Love michael bolton like i will put him on when i'm actually just like cleaning and like or need something to bolt out into the shower like when a man loves a woman is like the the most sensual song (laughs) yeah
3: is this gonna be like a singing slash dating show because zoe sings Right. Interesting.
0: <laughs> I will take yeah. it with or without the singing. And so funny that you said yeah, about Michael yeah. Bolton. Cause I was as preparing for this and I, I was like, Oh, I should tell this to Kim. Cause this is funny. We should talk about this. And then I was like, Michael Bolton, are you a bachelor? Anyways, um, he's not, I think he's married and has children. And I was like, good for him. But I wanted to know inquiring
1: <laughs> minds. But yeah, unfortunate good to, for us uh, to know. Good to know.
2: <laughs> we have to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Bolton when was the last time I thought about Michael Bolton I don't know maybe like when when they time. when Lonely Island did a thing with him that happened. was probably the Jack last time Farrow. oh that's yeah. right yeah. that's probably the that last time I
1: thought about Ma- yeah I'm listening old Michael to this Bolton. podcast right now um, it's called you're wrong about uh, and it like it breaks down a lot of things and you know big events in our past like prom mom or um Like the OJ DC sniper, the OJ Simpson trials and the OJ Simpson trials obviously takes up a lot. And OJ had this girlfriend named Paula Barbieri and Paula left OJ for wait for Michael Bolton and it lasted <laughs> yeah so he he's top of the dome for me right now but <laughs> that's so funny interesting.
2: that's weird. interesting interesting yeah. i'll have to yeah. tune into that one i'm i'm very oh my god wow guys we are man we are like breaking stuff out of the back of the vault i'm like <laughs> oh yeah michael bolton yeah
3: michael o bolton.
2: j My God! Well, OJ's kind of lost his mind. He's definitely lost his mind, and he murdered people. Um,
1: (laughs) He doesn't get bachelor status. He's uh, no definitely
2: not eligible. Um, (laughs) So, let's quickly get into our honorable mentions before we close out the show, Um, ladies. Either of you want to shout out your honorable mentions?
1: Uh, sure I'll go first Uh, my honorable mention is Sirius Black of the Harry Potter franchise Um, (laughs) you know Sirius for the time that we know him uh, is single he is like your quintessential bad like reformed bad boy not because he was an actual bad boy but he has like the hardness of you know of being in Azkaban so he's tattooed and he's got this long scraggly hair and it looks like he plays in a rock band but like he's paid he's you like for a long time he's like had to ride around on a hippogriff like he's ready to settle down like he ultimately <laughs> at the heart of himself is a family man and he wants a family and we see that through his connection through harry um so uh what a boat. um he's like literally a bad boy who gets tired like that amy schumer sketch <laughs> or a uh, joke where it's like wait until the guy gets tired. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yes. "Yes." He was once, you know, playing the field and now he's ready to settle down. So that is my I love that. I love love that. That That is such a good pick. And I feel like
0: um, I've, I've had Sirius Black on my list of crushes before in other themes, but he's never made it to the top. So I'm so glad you mentioned him. That's a really good one.
2: Well, I love him. Sarah, who do you get?
3: <laughs> yeah, mine's not as good. All of my girlfriends, my husband, Alex, everyone told me this is not a good pick. But <laughs> I think I'm the only one in America that no. likes him and liked his wow. time as the manager on The Office. It's Andy Bernard. Oh. And I do understand. I mean, he has anger management. <laughs> it's like He... It was like, couldn't commit to Aaron. There was like a, he like, you know, had a horrible public failure with the like, (laughs) hi baby video. But I've always been super endeared to him forever. And I thought that he was a good manager at Dunder Mifflin. I think my thing with Andy is that I root for him, even though he kind of like messes up time and time again, I root Mm -hmm. for him and I liked how he kind of left us where he like he like removed himself from his toxic situations and then just like went and followed a place that like was near and dear to his heart he went to go work at Cornell it's like he started like he did it later in life than probably you would have like wanted your bachelor to do but like he does eventually find himself he'd probably be the Bachelor that when they announced him, we'd all be like, oh, no.
0: But then it ends up being
3: like a very interesting scene.
0: It's like, do you remember? This is like Kim mentioned Andrew Firestone. And it made me think of, do you guys remember Bob Guinea? And originally they just called him Fat Bob. And he was like a fat. contestant on The Bachelorette. And and I wouldn't say he was fat, but he was just kind of like chubby. And But he was so likable and so funny and so sweet. And then they made him... The Bachelor and people were like, Ugh. but then it turned out that he was, he was, quite, I don't think that he made it, he chose somebody and I don't think they are still together, but I think he is married. But I feel like that's a very much an Andy Bernard situation that people were like, yeah. oh no, what a terrible choice in fat Bob Guinea, <laughs> And then he ended up being like really lovely and, and sweet. <laughs>
1: True story about Bob Guinea, he also had the most sex with any of his contestants than any other bachelor (gasps) in history. I didn't
0: know that. So it's like a real
1: Cinderella story for him. (laughs) Like it really worked out for him in the end.
0: He's like, that's (laughs) what she (laughs) gets.
3: I do just I just root for him for some reason, even though it's like time and time again, he messes up. I still just like keep going, but like you've got this but that's my honorable mention it's i feel like he would lo- also
0: be very loyal i feel like andy would be like whoever the girl that he picked as uh as the bachelor whoever he ended up with i think that he would be very loyal yeah i mean yes, yeah, uh, he funny. just he
3: couldn't commit to aaron i'm sorry kim oh no no, no. go ahead go ahead <laughs> no i was just saying the only thing is when he couldn't commit to aaron that's kind of like his Like, he was loyal to um, Angela, but he had, like, yeah, the issues with Aaron where he, like, took off for three months and never called or emailed or anything. But
2: I feel like he learned from that. (laughs) I So, admittedly, my honorable mention is also from The Office, um, but I fell off the bandwagon pretty much after Steve Carell left. I don't know. For me, it felt like a real shift on the show. Um, and I don't know. It just felt like the band got broken up in a way and I and I kind of fell off the bandwagon. So I do love Andy in the beginning. Like it, there there are so many funny, memorable moments with between him and Dwight that like when he brings in his banjo and Dwight has his guitar and they're like battling for like Aaron's they attention. Sing it, Take
3: me home country road. It, and it's it is the most the beautiful funniest, yes. version.
2: <laughs> it's just so good. Like there are so many funny moments moments but like I will say that I did fall off the bandwagon with The Office but the first few seasons my honorable mention has got to be Jim because my god I just think he is so cute the way he like subtly flirts with Pam and their friendship and like I don't know. I just love him. I just think he is like, you know, you're like, oh, will they, won't they? And, you know, he wants to, like, respect her boundaries because she's married uh, or, wait, married? I can't remember. Married or in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's right. Um, And, but, like, just can't help the way he feels, uh, you know, uh, for her and uh, just how funny he is when he looks at the camera with those deadpan faces. I'm just like here for it all day, every day. So that's my honorable mention. It's also from The Office because like, I don't know, he, ah, I love Jim, Uh, but I (laughs) I would never legitimately date a person like this in real life, but I do love Steve Carell on that show. I just think there is a dopiness and... (laughs) He's just so perfect on this show Like I've been watching reruns lately Because they're on Comedy Central or something like that And I'm just like, man, I forgot how good Steve Carell is in this role Like, I mean, his career's obviously moved beyond that But man, Steve Carell on The Office I just don't think it gets more perfect than that His childlike like, dopiness is just so, so funny to watch But anyway, that's my honorable mention Michelle, who do you got? Um, well, I'm going to fix my
0: uh, fix my choice because you'd say, you know, Michelle, we need more representation on your version of the fictional Bachelor. And I would say, you're right. We do. <laughs> so let's bring in a young Lando Calrissian played by Don yes. Donald Glover, also yes. from Solo, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> um, yeah. It was hard. They were both competing for the number one spot, but there just wasn't enough young Lando in this movie for me to be like, oh, mm-hmm. he's my number one pick. But man, we talked about a character that has confidence and swag and style and Lando Calrissian, young and old, has it in spades and he has it so much in this movie. I love Donald Glover and how he played him. Um, this is the, for the very first time ever that we hear his full name. His first name is Ladonis. Like Adonis, mm. stop mm-hmm. it. Just stop. <laughs> Could you be more perfect? I mean, she's wearing <laughs> clothes that I would wear. It totally checks out. Um, he's charming. He's a little bit of a scoundrel, which we know, but we're okay with it. Um, he's played, obviously, by Billy T. Williams later on in The Empire Strikes Back and um, Return of the Jedi. But where do I get more? Where do I get more young Han Solo? <laughs> where do I get more... Um, Lando
2: Calrissian.
0: I mean, who do we Disney's need to talk to? Going to
2: do this to you, you know? Don't worry. Whether <laughs> who's that? Dave they're going to take my money and and yeah, take my money. Just take it. I want to. Oh, full Donald backstory Glover does on- have a young Lando story coming out. They've confirmed that. Perfect. That's I'm all I wanted. Pretty sure they have. I'm pretty is. sure it's not a theory. Um, Disney is like, <laughs> okay, who can we make money off of? They literally are like, mm, all right, that needs a story. That needs a story. Like they're taking like every yeah, character and like it's definitely at least written down somewhere. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah. confirmed. I think that's one of the ones they announced. I think they announced a young Lando disney plus series i'm god i'm gonna have to confirm this don't listen to me listeners i'm gonna confirm it before i speak any further but if there's a story that they can tell with star wars uh for them to take our money they're gonna definitely take me and michelle's they money get
0: all they yeah they already gotten a lot of my money but they in the meantime it. we <laughs> we've read or it was announced this week that donald glover and phoebe waller bridge are rebooting mr and mrs smith and i am here for it but my honorable mention hands down has to go to landell calrissian
1: oh so hot so So good Good so charming so hot oh
2: god guys
1: (laughs) have we built the
2: (laughs) built the bachelors or what i'm pretty sure we have um before we close out uh alex and sarah can you tell people how to follow you guys uh and obviously listeners listen and subscribe to trust the bachelor process but yeah how can our followers follow you
3: yeah. We, we just have our, we use our own Instagrams to talk about um, the podcast and the show. And sometimes we like to put polls out and stuff too. So you can follow me at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin um, and answer my polls in my Instagram stories about the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. yes. I am less interesting on Instagram, but if you, if you do feel so inclined, um, I post, I post pictures of like, mostly dogs and my, uh, <laughs> yeah. Geez, there's no a man. lot of good dog pics on there yeah 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 my handle is at alex ryan frank and also uh sarah and i's podcast drops every wednesday so it's a recap podcast uh for the bachelor and it's always recapping the latest episode the oh. previous mondays so wednesdays oh, is my. when you can hear us
0: and nice. we're interested to see how this whole season shakes out with all of its drama and controversy. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah.
3: I, yeah. I, I, every week now it's like, I don't, I don't know how they're, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how they close it out. I just read today that they're thinking about just not airing Women Tell All because there's too wow. much Chris Harrison in it. Mm. So, and they're trying to kind of like, Phase him out of this season, but I also feel sad for the women not getting like their voices heard. The ability to, who knows what they'll do? Yeah, yeah. Well, ABC, if you're listening, just
0: dub in a bunch of uh, Mr Miyagi and get rid of the Chris Harrison part.
2: Like (laughs) someone's watching them, one hundred percent. Aren't these lines from the Karate Kid 1 and 2? Did they just say wax on? Did they tell that girl just wax, wax on, wax off? That seems weird. <laughs> it just cuts to random scenes and the Karate Kid movies. That's very funny. I hate
0: the fence. work.
2: It could work. It could work and I would actually tune into that. Um, before, <laughs> before we go, before we say goodbye, I want to shout out to two listeners uh charlie and alia incog on instagram who reached out to let us know some very funny stories charlie who has tuned in to our patrick swayze slash grand gestures episode she said she went to a crazy for swayze party as a, a way to commemorate him after his death and um she went as a chi chi from Tu wong fu which is one of my favorite movies but uh, her sister went as Molly from Ghost and she made her sister a, sh- a penny on a string that dangled in front of her the <laughs> oh. entire night. <laughs> so <laughs> I absolutely... Brilliant. Love that. That's so great. Thank you, Charlie, for that fantastic story, because, you know, I love me some Ghost and, you know, I love me some Patrick Swayze. Um, And then we need to shout out Alia Incog. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who said um, she loves the podcast and she's like, when the hell are you going to talk about Hot Priest from Fleabag? We're going to get to it, I promise. <laughs> I promise you. We're just looking for the right thing. I mean, right
0: technically, theme. he's a forever bachelor. He's just not, like the Pope, he's not eligible. So, <laughs>
1: we could have talked right. about
0: him today. He's just... <laughs> We'll find another way. <laughs> I would love you a Hot clergy
1: episode. Please give it to me. Oh, I'm uh, telling uh, you, right? It's ready. like <laughs> it's like men of
2: God or something like that. Children yeah. of God. People who are like super religious. I don't know. Um, thank you so much uh, to Charlie and Alia Incog for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And we love your feedback and your funny stories. And of course, if you have a funny story for us that you want to share with us, DM us at crush fictionally on instagram or twitter um or leave us a comment on any of our posts we would love to read them out loud on the podcast and thanks to campfire media thanks again to alex and sarah for joining us today um and then i guess just one last thing uh jess ted
0: lasso han solo and hemdahl will you accept this rose Because we're 100% sure you're in it for the right reasons. Thanks for listening. Uh, Ladies, thank you so much. And we feel like we made a true instant connection. In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally. And feel free to slide into those DMs
2: or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally with
0: original music by the talented Edith Mudge, artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock, and produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Varey. And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself because your love is real.
1: you know who i have a crush on who listeners of crush fictionally oh my god me too
2: are you ready for a promo
1: let's do yoga
2: let's get fit hi i'm nick and let's, i'm Yuri. and we're the
1: hosts of Jennifer. hella in, in your, your 30s. 30s this is a podcast for people of all ages all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. (laughs) That's right. So every Monday we invite you into our living room or out into the world on whatever adventures we go on.
2: Or into our living room for an adventure in our living room.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like having your wife challenge you to a great British baking show
1: style competition in your own kitchen.
2: That's right. Or maybe, you know, you want to know what it's like to volunteer at a food bank.
1: Or maybe, uh, well you know, you want to hear what it's like to foster kittens in the midst of a pandemic. That's
2: right. Super easy. But giving cats medication is literally the worst thing in the world
1: (laughs) okay anyways if you want to hang out with us find us every Monday hella in your 30s wherever you get your
2: podcast tomorrow's a new day let's order pizza